Hello, and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution podcast. This podcast is for any entrepreneur or professional desiring a sincere connection with their clients. We come together every week to discuss tips, tricks, and different topics that will drive increases in your referrals and revenue without sacrificing the heart. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and in this episode today, we're going to be discussing the crucial steps to success, or my alternate title, how a certain farm animal got the lock on business achievement. Hmm, I wonder what that could be about. So like I said, I'm Raya, your host, and as I was preparing for this episode this week, I was putting together some thoughts about success and about what makes for a sustainable business because we're all in that mindset right now. So many things are changing. Even myself, my business is virtual, so I'm having to also make adjustments in my business to keep the momentum going and to keep everything tight as we move forward. So one of the things that I was doing was I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk, which any Anyone who listens to the show knows I'm a huge fan. And he was talking about being the goat. So when I hear goat, I think of my home where I live. I live in a town called Maple Valley. It's about 45 minutes southeast of Seattle, Washington. And we live on a shy acre and we have a modest older home and we have this piece of property in the back of our house. And my husband has like a little hobby farm and I'm in denial. I don't like farm animals. So I pretend that there are no farm animals back there except for occasionally. And you may even as I record this here in the faint background, geese or some other loud farm animal. But we do also have goats. We have two female goats and one of them just recently had baby goats. So I was thinking when he said, be the goat, I was like, hmm, baby goat, this little furry dog looking thing. They are adorable, but you know what does that have to do with business achievement? Well, goat, if you've not heard of this phrase, stands for G-O-A-T, greatest of all time. So when he's talking about goat, he's usually talking about how there are people who are haters and there are people who are mega fans. And he says he can't hear either one, like the extremes of either one that he just rides in his lane and he tries not to get a fat head and he tries not to let the haters bog him down. And one of the things that I was thinking of in terms of steps to success was that you have to feel in your heart that you are the goat. You are the greatest of all time. Because if you don't feel in your heart that you are the greatest of all time, why are you in business? We're in business to serve, to give something to an especially narrow niche of people or services. And we need to feel that what we have to give has value. Otherwise, you're constantly going to be in conflict with yourself in pricing and in negotiation, as well as in the delivery of valuable products and services to people. So there's the little tip is that the secret that the farm animal has on lock is that they are the greatest of all time. (laughs) So anyways, I just thought I would throw that in there. But the first tip to success that I have is don't tolerate the intolerable. So it's absolutely crucial that you hold yourself and others to high standards. And this goes for your team. This goes for your clients. You need to make sure that you are not tolerating the intolerable because once you stop accepting below par results, you're going to have more energy for the things that matter most. And I think that I, especially when I was first in business, I would agree to just about anything that anyone wanted to have done. I would just say yes to doing it, even if it wasn't what was necessarily in my wheelhouse, even if it wasn't something where the pay was fair. I just did it because I felt desperate. And I felt like 
insecure, I guess, is the right way to say it too. So the intolerable, I would also put up with people who were not very nice, whereas I don't do that anymore. If I have a bad connection with people, I think there's something very, very okay with saying, you know what? I sense that we have some tension here. This is how I see the situation. Please share with me how you see the situation. And let's see if we can come to an understanding. And if we can't, then it's just better to part ways. Because again, once you start tolerating the intolerable, you just start accepting below par everything. And you invite more of that into your life. So the number one is do not tolerate the intolerable. Don't do it. Number two, super important, finish what you start. This, granted for me, is a very big one because I have ADD. So it is in my personal life, I'm picking up and laying down things all the time. And so when you lead a team of five people across multiple countries and you have all these things, different things going on, different clients and different pieces and things going around, you need to make sure that you are doing what you need to do to complete what you start. And by doing that, you're going to experience more peace and be able to move on with your life. And so for me, what that has taken shape as is like today is weekend for me. And so I am taking today to do some completion of some personal projects that I pushed to the side. And then I'm also taking this weekend to complete some professional projects that I have items that I've been outstanding that I've not been able to finish. And then that just lets me sleep at night. I can just rest easy. And the other thing in here is use what tools you need. Like if you need tools, by all means, I am like, you guys, I'm a software whore. Like I love all things CRM, project management, software. I mean, so many different things. So if you need advice or if you need um, suggestions on streamlining, please let me know because I would love to geek out and help you with that. (laughs) But whatever you need to organize yourself to be able to finish what you started, do that. That's so crucial and important. So the third step is simplify. Simplify your life. Simplify your business. Balance is easily achieved if you declutter your life physically, mentally, and spiritually. And I, again, this is one that I struggle with, but I have to keep in order in order to keep my business afloat. And so I want to take a moment to shout out Amy Woodkey of Making Space for You. She is a dear friend, but also a colleague. And her whole business is not only move management and helping people learn how to effectively pack and unpack after they're moving their home, but really creating physical spaces that are more efficient and effective for the space that you're wanting to have there. And she's currently working with me on my own home office and downstairs to create a space that is not only functional, but inspirational and simplified so that I can get to what I need to faster and easier. And this is something that can be done completely virtually. So this is not something off the table. If you, you know, in this time of coronavirus, you can absolutely work with someone like her or her, and I will include her contact information in the show notes. And I encourage you to reach out to her for a complimentary consultation, because again, this simplification of decluttering your life is so important. In terms of mentally and spiritually, I am a big proponent of counseling. And even if you're not, even if you don't struggle with things like ADHD or depression or anxiety or whatever, it's good to have someone to vent to, to have a different perspective on. And those are the types of things that your family members just 
aren't going to be able to do. They are on your side. You know, and then in terms of spirituality, you have to figure out what works for you. You know, some people, I always tell people I'm woo, but I'm not like woo woo. So I definitely ascribe to like the law of attraction. I also believe in God. You know, I have started right before all this, I'd started going back to church and things like that. But I also believe in the universe and in so many other parts of spirituality. I think that it's important to find what is your core beliefs and then cling to that and really invest in that because so much of what the world does and what happens in our lives is unexplainable that if we don't have something to grab hold of, it can derail us. So that's super, super important. The next step is reinforce your structures. Make sure that you meet your own needs first. Make sure your foundations are super solid. And then you'll notice that the confidence will replace your fears. So if you don't practice self-care, and if you don't have strong foundation, personal, interpersonally, business-wise, all of those things, it's going to come out in your confidence level and in the way you interact with people. And so I cannot stress that enough meet your own needs first. And if your own needs include making an income, then make an income on the side while you're launching your business or save for a while and then launch your business. Do what you need to do to increase your confidence level and feel secure in what it is that you're launching and what you're doing in your business. And so I I can't say that enough. That's so important. Reinforce your structures. Keep What matters close is next. So organize your life so that it revolves around the things that matter most to you. I kind of liken this to my very first job in a dental office. And I was taught on scheduling, which was harder than you would think it is. And I was actually taught on a book, like with a pen and paper. And, well, excuse me, it was a colored pencil. And what you would do is you would write the doctor time, the doctor's visits in first, and then you would fill it around with assistant time. And this is what you need to do with your life too. What are the most important things in your life? And then schedule everything else around that. For me personally, because I tend to be a person who fills my schedule if I see a blank space, if I know that I'm going to have a really busy week, but I see blank spaces in my schedule, I will literally go into my calendar and I will block out time and I put the word buffer in there and I make it purple just so you guys know. And the reason why I do that is because I don't want to over schedule, especially when there are really important things already on the schedule. I want to make sure that I'm allowing time for those things. So things that would be for me like anything to do with my daughter, my youngest daughter, you know, family time, friends, doctor's appointments, or things that I do for self-care. You know, you might go to the gym, you might have a spiritual practice, any of those things, you literally have to block time out and then organize your life around it. And that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that we can do those things. But I think we forget that we can do those things and we don't do it. And again, you how are you going to reinforce your structures, that fourth step, if you're not organizing your life in a way that does that? So keep what matters close. Number six is always create. Don't lose your imaginative side. Constantly try new things. Experiment with old things. Try and strive to improve. This morning... I'm just going to throw it out there. I stood in line for two hours at Joanne Fabrics. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I social distance. I had gloves and a mask on. But the point of the matter is, is 
I need to create something. I haven't crafted in so long. I have a Cricut, which I love, and I need to create. I've been wanting to work on a couple gifts and things, and this is the time to do that. Um, you know, I think it's beautiful what I see all these people doing all these masks for everyone. And I've been the recipient. Thank you so much to those who have done that. But creating doesn't necessarily mean in your profession. It can mean in your personal life, but it also can be a blend of the two. So creation could be a new technique that you use for a service that you provide. Creation could be a new service offering. It could literally be creating a handwritten card for your client. It is whatever that it needs to be, but you need to be trying new things, experimenting with old things, and be in creation mode constantly because we are never stagnant. We always need to be moving forward. Number seven is strengthen. So just like working out, just like your muscles, your strengths need to be tested, pushed, and built upon in order to become more solid. So one of the tools that I use is the extended disc assessment. I'm an extended disc facilitator. You guys, it is mind-blowing. It is literally like the professional love languages because it really breaks it down for you, not just what your strengths are, but what your, not weaknesses, but what are the things that drain your energy? So you can see what really jazzes you and what really drags you down. And that gives you this tool where you can push yourself in those regards and decide, okay, this is, for example, I'm an I, which is an influencer, and I love people. This is shocking. I know. I love to talk. Also shocking. I know. But an I, an influencer, is somebody who is people-oriented and fast-paced. So they talk a lot and they love people. So this makes things like public speaking or even just prospecting really is very easy for me because I'm constantly seeking connection with people. It's very, very easy. In that two-hour Joanne's line, I made two friends. Their names are both Maria and they are awesome. And they are from Michoacan, which is where my husband is from. And I visited a town about 15 minutes from their hometown when I was 18 years old. There you go. Super hard for me. Not. Super hard. Not. But the point is, take your strengths and don't rest on them. You have to continually push them, test them, strengthen them so that you become super solid in what it is that you do. Step number eight to success is reserve. So you need to learn how to stockpile in every aspect of your life. We are not talking about hoarding here. We are talking about reserves. So the more prepared you are, the more leverage you have, and the more opportunities will come your way. So one opportunity and one thing in this area, and this is not meant to make light of anything that is happening right here. I just wanted to highlight what this means. So I have been saving some of the income that I've been making personally. And when everything sort of crashed with the stock market and everything, I was able to put money in to the stock market. Because if you talk to any financial professional, of which I am no longer one, so please do not quote me and think that I am your financial professional. However, when the stock market is down, if you have time to invest in the stock market and allow it to rebound, which again, this is for somebody who's going to have time in the stock market, which I do because I'm not retiring for another probably 20 
25 years. But if you have time in the market, you can put your money in and you're buying shares at discount, basically. Everything is at a very low price. And then because the market will recover, and it will, it historically, it always has. It just takes different lengths of time. But I'm guessing that sometime between now and the next 25 years that the market will rebound, then you have invested, you have a greater number of shares and they all go up. And so because I had this little reserve of money, and it wasn't a lot, but it was some, I was able to take advantage of this opportunity and set things up so that I could continue to take advantage of this opportunity in a way that is responsible. Another thing, obviously, we're not talking hoarding or stockpiling in the sense of like the toilet paper in the store. However, it does say something to the people who are prepared on a regular basis at their house and they didn't have to go to the store and scramble for things. You know, they already had stockpile and pantry supplies set up. You know, my best friend is LDS and she has a pantry space that is like to die for. And that is something that is really crucial as part of her faith practice is preparing and being having for just events just like this. So reserves are super important, whether that be financial, whether that be supplies, whether that even be emotional or and energetic reserves. But really, the, the key is the more prepared you are, the more leverage you have, and then the more opportunities. And I'm totally going to say this wrong, but I think it was, I saw this on Facebook, and so I'm going to mess it up, but you'll get the heart of what I'm trying to say here. But somebody said like the word disaster in like Japanese or another language means two words together, and it's chaos and opportunity. And I think that's so true. And I, again, I'm probably messing that up, and I'm going to have to find it as <laughs> I want to post it because it was so good. But that's the thing is like, this is chaotic. It's crazy. But there is opportunity here for people to rise from this muck into something so ingenious because they were pushed to make these choices and these different decisions where they can come out stronger. So reserves, super important. Okay, number nine in our keys to success is incorporate. Beware of how the different aspects of your life fit together. Strive to maintain adhesion and connectivity in your life. Business and personal. Business and personal. It's always this delicate dance, right, of how we balance work-life balance. I tend to live off balance on purpose, and my family just knows that about me. And so... I do my best to shut completely off on Sundays for the majority of the day, with the exception of Sunday evening where I kind of get collected and ready for the week ahead of me. But the rest of the week, it's just I'm either in work mode or I'm in personal mode. The beauty, again, of being an entrepreneur is that you can flip back and forth even in one day. But the balance is important. You need to incorporate one with the other and you need to be mindful that when you're melding the two together, to not allow them to drip over each other too much. So for example, it might be okay for me to answer work emails while I'm doing something family-wise, but if I need to be very, very present for somebody, I need to put my phone away. That needs to be a thing. Likewise, it might be okay for me to check my Facebook or to answer a text from my daughter when I'm doing something for work. However, if I'm in front of a client or in a meeting, that needs to not be the case. I need to not be interrupted. Those need to be sacred times. So incorporation of the two halves of your life 
super important and they can overlap. That's okay. It's just recognizing and acknowledging the time and place for where that's appropriate. And then the last is perfect, 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 perfect. Make sure that you're constantly working at all of your unique elements. Through that attentive care, you're going to polish your life into a work of art. It is super, super important that you're constantly working on improvement because you're never going to achieve perfection. We are flawed human beings, but what we can do in that improvement process is become better human beings and more content human beings. So these were my 10 steps to success. I hope that you super enjoyed them. I am always trying to put them in play for myself. Of course, I'm a human being and I make mistakes all the time. And a lot of times I allow work to take over areas where it shouldn't. And I'm definitely working on that. But I think the the point of the matter is, is for us to internally become the greatest of all time is to work a little bit at each of these steps along the way. And perfection, again, is never going to happen. It's okay to not be perfect, but just do a little bit every single day. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I want to thank you guys so much. And I want to give a special shout out today to somebody that I really, really admire. There is a group in Seattle. It's called the F-Bomb Breakfast Club. And I've been a member for several years. I was actually... Somebody shared this group with me. It's led by Megan McNally, who is a business lawyer in the Seattle area. And the F-Bomb Breakfast Club is 3,000 members strong, and it is all female or female-identifying business owners. We are a fun-ass group to hang out with. I am not even going to lie. And the Facebook group is so robust. But I, you guys, I got a text today from Megan with a shout out saying that she's enjoying the podcast. And I just, I'm not going to lie. I squeed a little bit. I might've squeed maybe because I think Megan is so fantastic. And I love, I mean, to have a group of 3000 people and have it be such a successful and amazing. I mean, there's so much support and business that happens in that group, even though that's not really the intent of the groups for business to happen, but it does because we are there to lift each other up and we are there to genuinely recognize the value. And so I just wanted to say a special shout out to Megan, a special shout out to F-Bomb Breakfast Club. If you are not connected to F-Bomb and you are female or female identifying business owner, please feel free to shoot me a message. I can get you connected. If you are not in the Client Experience Revolution podcast Facebook group, please hit me up because we are doing some majorly fun things in there. We will be shifting the group to a lot of fun but also a very networking-friendly zone. And so we want to see more business owners in the group, more participation and engagement. And as always, if you are in need of business help, especially with client engagement, please hit me up. You can reach me at my website, rayagonzalez.com backslash contact, or you can reach me on social media on all the major social media platforms. And I thank you so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful day and go get your success. Be the greatest of all time. Be that goat. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.